Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Great Ways to Cinema. I'm your host, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by, ooh boy, he had to sit through Sucker Punch all the way this time, Han. I have so many regrets. (laughs) (laughs) If you couldn't tell from that, we watched Sucker Punch this week, and yeah, this is the second one you're getting this week. Two episodes in one week? I guess, yeah. What is this, 2017? Was that the last time we did two in a week? Probably, I don't know. You know, it's quarantine. I I don't have much going on. We can watch two in a week. I can edit two in a week. We gotta get through these lists. So yeah, (laughs) we gotta get through these lists. (laughs) But if we get to the lists, we're just gonna get more lists. I know, but like, come on, it never ends. Like, come on, we've been working on your list since 2017. That's just a year I'm picking. I don't even know if that's when we started that show. But I mean, anyway, yeah, uh, Sucker Punch, uh, Aaron. Are you going to introduce the concept of this podcast, or are we beyond that now? It's man. 2017, it's, they know. It's 2017. <laughs> Basically, what we do is uh, on Aaron's, uh, we have an, Aaron has a list of movies that he made for me, of movies that were good introductions to the wider world of cinema. Right. Um, and I made a list of movies that Aaron had not seen, because that's a much easier list to make, and that I wanted Aaron to watch. Yeah. Good movie, bad movie, who know? It's on there. <laughs> you know? Was that a good introduction for yeah, you? Yeah, that was perfect. I want you to do that every time from now on. Okay. Out. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So, Sucker Punch is on sucker the list. Punch, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. What did you know about Sucker Punch going in? Well, as I, uh, <laughs> as I said on, I don't remember what topic we were covering. I assume it was like a podcast, like main topic. Mm-hmm. On like the it was movies, podcast, we, couldn't movies finish. we couldn't finish. Yeah. I couldn't remember if we did a full episode on that or not. Um, but yeah, I had talked about uh, Sucker Punch uh, because this is a film where I had seen, I want to say like the first 20 minutes or so mm-hmm. of this movie uh, and abandoned it yeah. <laughs> and just gave up um, 20 minutes in. Uh, so I knew um, going in uh, what the first 20 minutes of the movie were. And I, uh, I guess I, uh, learned that, uh, my assumptions were right, <laughs> that it wasn't going to get better. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. So when I first saw this, it was in 2011. I didn't see it in theaters, but I did watch it. Um, cause my dad used to get Netflix like discs yeah. he'd get like two every week. So right. he'd just watch whatever came in. And so me and my dad watched this one. Mm-hmm. And in 2011, I was like, okay, all right. Now, let's, let's say, <laughs> let's make this clear. Let's make this very clear. Yeah, please the, do. Please. The theatrical edition of this movie yeah. and the R-rated extended one that we watched, while not different in some ways, the one we watched today, we watched the extended edition, Thanks for it that. It's a lot more <laughs> explicit in ways that are super uncomfortable that I don't believe the PG-13 version was. I didn't realize this was PG-13 originally. The original version, yes. Now, maybe I was just a dumb kid and didn't understand the implications of what was happening. 
because that's very, very possible. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, this movie's so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. What a movie to watch with your dad. I. <laughs> but again, I don't like. The thing is, I don't think the PG thirteen version yeah. was as explicit about its sexual undertones. I suppose. Okay, sure. So I guess in that, maybe it was. There's. I will get into the scenes that I think were added to the extended edition. Right. It's just like what, Zach? You filmed this? Right. Yeah. Like, anyway. little, a little fourteen year old Jacob. Those sexual implications just would have gone over your head. Yeah, right? it was just yeah. like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, God. oh God. This movie, man. Yeah. Um. So at the time, yeah. I was like, but that was before. I had seen Avengers, and I've always said Avengers is the movie that made me, like, really love movies. So right. I was just like, any movie you showed me, I was like, cool. This is the best movie something I've ever seen. Something happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, there's something happened in this movie. Oh, you got a couple of action? Cool. You, you, you got a couple of action, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about this. This movie straight up sucks. <laughs> Yeah, why did you put it on the list? I put it on the list because, one, I knew it was one you had never finished. Right. And one, I knew it was one that I have not seen in nine years. And so one that you wanted to torture me with, essentially. Yeah, partially. <laughs> yeah, true. But it's like, when I said I, when I made the list, right. I needed a hundred movies. Yeah. And there were so many that I'm like... I don't want to watch this again. This is one that I was far enough removed from that I'm like, was it as, like, like what I remembered it being? So I wanted to at least watch it for that reason. And Zack Snyder, for for better or worse... He's back in worse, the news! <laughs> he's, he's relevant still. I mean, he This makes, is a movie for grown-ups! <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, and I think watching this, you can clearly see why he would have been chosen... To do something like Man of Steel and keep going with the universe, at least I don't a, know if I would. I, I would say that. At least I think from watching a, this movie, you'd wonder why his career ever continued. No, that's true. But I think from a visual standpoint alone, not that this yeah. movie is like, oh wow, this movie's so well shot or anything. But he, this is like, I've never seen Three Hundred, but was Watchmen before or after this? Uh, before. It would have been like 2009. Okay, so then I guess that probably would have been more why he was chosen. I have now officially seen every Zack Snyder movie. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But I think watching this, you see that sort of comic book influence. And the thing that everyone always says about Zack Snyder, and I think it is true, is that he can get, like, the comic book panel look on a movie. And I think that... Yeah, he does that in a couple scenes here. Other ones, he completely just messes up, and I don't understand why he chose to do what he did. There's one scene with a dragon, and you're supposed to be like, oh, the dragon's coming together. But it's, like, obscured. Like, I don't understand. I'm like, this is all CGI, and you're known as a visual director. You're not going to, like, show it? Like, what's happening here? Oh, my God. This movie's so frustrating on so many (laughs) levels. (sighs) So that's why it's on the list. I'd give it... <laughs> I'd give it a half star. A half star? It's so unpleasant in every way. 
Like, if it was at least enjoyable, mm-hmm. like, it's trash. But if it was at least, like, the action's good and, like, oh, you know, maybe there's not as much sexual assault as there is in this movie for some reason. You know, if there was, if that was all removed from it, maybe I'd give it a star. Mm. But I can't. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. See, this is why I don't let you rate them ahead of me, mm-hmm. because I would be prepared to give this one star mm-hmm. on the basis of just, like, there's production value in it, and, like, almost every movie I would give half a star just has, like, no effort whatsoever. Yeah. Um, there's, like, there's production vision, our value, there's vision, even if it's a bad vision. Um, so that's something. But something but has I to don't, be said for the morally <laughs> reprehensible side to this I don't want to give this a higher rating <laughs> than you. Because I guarantee I dislike this movie more than you do. <laughs> so you know what? I'm giving it a half star too. Just because you, you, you know, you threw down the gauntlet I on this the gauntlet. one. The thing is, again, one star, I agree. Half star is what we reserve usually for movies that aren't movies. Postage not required. <laughs> That's the but, first time anyone has talked about that movie on a yeah. podcast. <laughs> Sucker Punch is so misguided in everything it does. It's so morally reprehensible in so many ways that I'm like, I can't in good conscience give this more than... It's actually, weirdly enough, I wasn't going to bring this up on the podcast. I watched Batman and Harley Quinn last night. I was battling myself between one and a half stars and two stars, but I'm just like, one of the scenes in this movie is so morally reprehensible, I can't give it two stars. Like, it's just so bad. Sure. So, I just... And maybe, if we would have watched the theatrical edition, probably mm-hmm. would have given it one. Because I think yeah. without the stuff that I think extended edition adds to it, right, it would be a better movie. <laughs> so I, I have no clue what's extended and what's not. Then really, beyond I think there's a couple. There's like one scene I think that was added in like the part that I saw mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Um. But that's, like, the only difference I know, so I'm not going to know what the differences are. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just my experience with this movie now. Um, Yeah. And I don't think I'll ever feel compelled to go back and watch the theatrical cut now. No, I wouldn't blame you. I mean... This is what the movie is to me now. This is, uh... I mean, if this is how Zack Snyder wanted it represented, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's his call, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like Warner Brothers saved this movie <laughs> in a way. Like, oh my god, oh my god. I guess we can get into um, spoilers because I honestly, if you haven't already seen this, don't ever watch it. <laughs> like, don't. Yeah. Like it's it's. Number one, it would probably be triggering to people because it is super, like, offensively bad in some ways. Potentially. And two, it's just awful. Like, I don't know what else to say. Oh, God, it's so bad. Yeah. Zach. Zach. Come on, man. Come on. Why'd you do this, Zach? We'll get into it. I wanted to take notes during this, but for some reason, I felt like fruit flies were all over. My- <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing that <laughs> all over my notebook, so I have like two yeah. notes I'll bring up, which are just two sh- tiny little things. But yeah, but I'm also keeping this here, so if I need to make any notes of what we need, to I just didn't realize you were going to share with the world that your hallucinating fruit flies are Dude, everywhere. I'm on- honestly, 
I don't think they were really there. <laughs> because I'm looking, because I remember crushing one on the bottom of this notebook page. Oh, And no. there's, like, not anything there anymore. Yeah. So, either it got up and flew away, or I'm crazy. Let's get into spoilers. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> so. Yeah. Where do we want to start with this one? Is there any place you feel particularly compelled to start? I... Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> so the point where I stopped watching the first time mm-hmm. was right after the first fantasy sequence. The first, like, the like the, samurai, the giant samurai armors come okay. to attack her. Yeah. Um, right after she's, like, given the quest to, uh, seek out these items in the fantasy world. Anyone that has not seen this movie will not be able to so follow our plot synopsis. So basically what happens is, she goes in, the, the, Oh my god, it's like... Do we, we, we need this to, This would have like, been... I wonder if... Dissect the layers of this movie, even though... this go into production? Because I wonder if Zack Snyder saw Inception... And was like, I can do it better. <laughs> So, when I was watching uh, this movie and thinking about it, I was like, this is like Inception, but bad. This is like Inception for incels. And then I started <laughs> calling it Inception in my head. <laughs> and that's forever what I'm going to refer to it as. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Um, so, basically, she goes to this uh, mental institution. She's wrongly put in there. Um... Which the opening scene is just like, oh my god, oh my god, why are you doing this? And again, that's one of those things that that was in the original, but yeah. I don't think I like registered as a kid like what was going on in that scene. Yeah. So I was just like, he's just gonna kill her. I mean, oh, using god. sweet dreams are made of these, and having the lyrics, uh, you know, kind of. <sighs> yeah. It's I don't know how you miss it, except maybe as a fourteen year old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So, I guess, yeah, so she gets put in and then she uh, fantasizes about this cabaret place that it's, instead of being a mental institution, it's a dance, like, weird prostitution ring, and that's somehow an escape for her? (laughs) I don't understand. And then, and then... There's fantasy sequences within the fantasy sequence where right. it's like a video game. Yeah. But like a really generic and bad video game. Yeah. Um, so that's essentially what happens. She, When she dances, she goes to this other world. But the thing is... Oh, God. <laughs> it's so frustrating because, like... Yeah. There's no correlation between the prostitution ring world and the mental institution world where it's like she's dancing in the prostitution world i hate that this is what this movie's making me say (laughs) but like what's the correlation to that in the other world there is none it's just like who cares like and like maybe if you were a good director maybe if you had a good story that wouldn't stand out to me while I'm watching it. Uh-huh. But when I'm already mentally checked out because you've disturbed me so much with some of the things in this movie, I don't know what else you want me to do. I'm looking for escape, Zach. I want to know how, what you were thinking when you made this. Hashtag escape the Snyder Cut. Oh my god. 
I got so off track there. I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's the yeah. plot of the movie. They tried to escape. Yeah. Um, Emily Browning's in it. Right. Jenna Malone. Vanessa remember, Hudgens. Remember when Jenna Malone was in the Batman v Superman? That's the thing. It's like, did she for... really like working with him that much? Like, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Some people do. Yeah. Carly Gugino's doing like an awful Russian accent. So bad. Is that her real accent? The way you're looking at me makes me think that's her real accent. Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I didn't know that was her in the movie, to be honest, Wait, about the credits. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I was just so checked out in those fantasy sequences. I was like, I can't. I can't. Are you, no, what are you... no, she's from Florida. Okay. Okay. I'm like, wait a second. Also, she's in Batman v Superman and Man of Steel? I remember her in Batman v Superman. Who was she in that? I don't remember her character. I just remember oh. that she was in it. Um, but I assume she was like part of the military, and that's why she was also oh. in Man of Steel. Yeah. I like Carla Gugino. She's a good actress. Not in this. She apparently loves working with Zack Snyder, though. I mean, because she's also in Watchmen. People seem to uh, seem to like working with him for everything you could say about him as a director, as a storyteller. I don't think he's a bad guy. I want to get that clear right now. I don't think he's like, I don't know. I think there's like this clear thing where it's like he can be a good person and still make truly awful movies because he really does. <laughs> now that being said, I like Man of Steel. I like Batman v Superman. I don't like them because of what he brought to the table. <laughs> I like them because it's Superman and Batman in the movies, you know? It, uh, yeah. Oh, God. I do think that's... The, yeah, the thing is, I think, by all accounts, Zack Snyder, people like working with him as a director. But the thing that bugs me about him is he very much has, like, this Ayn Rand uh, belief that, like, you know, there's this superior artistic intellect that's being, you know, brought down by, like... Mm -hmm. the system by the uh, proletariat and all that sort of stuff and yet you look at his filmography and the majority of it only works because he's basing it on a source material that people already like like mm -hmm. the only reason Watchmen works as a movie is based on the strengths of the original graphic novel because right. Zack Snyder messes up like every single theme going on in that mm -hmm. and you look at is, I assume Sucker Punch is original and that's, I, that's what I'm saying yeah. so now we get our first look at a Zack Snyder whole original production and it's awful it's so bad and it's like filled with all these things that like he really thinks he's doing something intelligent and like really thought-provoking the narration in this movie is the most pretentious thing ever to follow a scene where you fight giant samurai with a frickin' like rocket launcher. Like, what? Now, I know this is gonna provoke you by saying this, but you know what video game franchise this movie reminded me of? What's that? Kingdom Hearts. Okay, Every yeah. time they had one of those nonsense monologues, it was like, this sounds like Kingdom Hearts dialogue. But the thing is, in Kingdom Hearts... <laughs> It's not as dour and as, like, oppressive as this movie is. No. Every moment of this movie is like, spent in, like, agony. <laughs> just just the monologues remind okay, me of Kingdom that's Hearts. Fine. Not I the fantasy sequences. I'm not saying Kingdom Hearts is But just, is like, this well. nonsense, just, like, you're, you're throwing a bunch of weird phrases uh, that are essentially meaningless, but mm -hmm. you're acting like it's this big revelation. Uh, yeah. It felt very Kingdom Hearts to me. <laughs> 
it's just, it's so, I don't know, man. It, it's, I don't even know where to go with this. I'll just read one of these things. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, when they go to the World War II world, yeah. which, like, what? <laughs> they go to a World War II action fantasy sequence. And there's Nazi zombies, Aaron. Right. Powered by steam. Right. Steampunk world, yeah. And then the guy says, and maybe this was just written poorly and you didn't mean it like this, but he says, don't feel bad about killing them. They're already dead. They're Nazis. They're already Nazis. (laughs) I don't think we have to feel that bad. I mean, like, yeah, human life is sacred, and that's that's something that should be said. But at the same time, they're Nazis in a fantasy world that's not even happening to begin with, Zach. Like, what? Like, I don't think... Was he like, I don't want anyone to be mad at me for having fun killing Nazis, so let's make them Nazi zombies. Like, You okay? This is you just calm? an exasperated silence. I... It's just gonna, it's just gonna kind of, you build up your steam and then yeah. explode, and then uh, you got, you got to uh, cool down for a few minutes. Exactly. And, uh, then you'll be back on your next rant about this movie. That's that's just gonna be the uh, the format for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Crossing that off your list. That's all you had to say yeah, about. Yeah, uh... that's all I had to say about Nazi zombies. So there's. <laughs> The reason I needed to get this paper is because I didn't want to forget this scene. Right. Because it's maybe one of... It's indicative of Zack Snyder's filmmaking, maybe. He thinks he's doing something truly fantastic. There's a scene where they're all sitting in front of a mirror. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about the plan and everything. And the camera's moving. And, of course, if the camera's moving, you don't want to see the camera and the mirrors... So we'll have the actresses on one side, and then body doubles on the other side, and they're not gonna line up at all. <laughs> like, what? Jenna Malone's, like, making actions, and the person on the other side of the mirror's not even doing them. <laughs> like, what's going on? It's, Things are in the wrong place on both sides of the desk. It's about, you're missing the hidden symbolism mm. of the scene. It's a, another layer of the reality. Right. The mirror world. I have no doubt he'd say that's what it was, but I don't believe him. <laughs> like, it's about how it's all a reflection of another layer of reality. They don't quite line up with one another, but the, the spirit inside is the same. That's not what he meant. <laughs> I guarantee that's not what he I meant. Could definitely BS my way into being a Zack Snyder fan, though. Uh, Couldn't anyone? It's just, it's just. I'm not. Well, that's it. that's the way to do it. You just gotta yeah. you gotta trick yourself into thinking these are good movies. Uh, I wonder if this is even liked by Zack Snyder fans. Do you think, or do you think they just kind of are like, yeah, we don't really talk about Zucker Punch? I don't. No, if I, I think it's I think it's liked I, at okay. least to the extent of like the hardcore Zack Snyder fans that really appreciate his artistic vision because this is very much pure Zack Snyder artistic vision. Whereas you're not going to get a lot of Zack Snyder fans uh, passionate about Legend of the Guardians, oh my God, even though that. it is his best film. That is, it's the he only needs- film of his. 
that I could say I liked without like any like qualifiers to that. Because even like Man of Steel, mm -hmm. which would maybe be the second one, I'm like, I like this, except I don't like how they handle the ending. Yeah. Like he sets up this, uh, he sets up all these questions and uh, philosophical ideas that he just doesn't actually answer at no. the end. And you're like, why did we spend all that time on that in that movie? He needs to be reeled in, I think is what Zach's problem is. Because if he goes, that's the reason I'm so afraid of this Justice League movie. Because <laughs> when you are allowed to get 100% Zach, you get Sucker Punch. We don't want Sucker Punch. Never go full no. Sucker Punch, yeah. Like, he needs the restriction of a ratings board, <laughs> you know, a studio to be like, maybe don't put this scene in here. Have we gone into spoilers? Child I think Protective have. Services on set? No, yeah. Okay. No. Well, I is, do love how you pointed out the moment in this film where they make it explicit that she's 20 years old. Because it's like just one of those moments where it's... It, before we were watching the movie, yeah. I was like, you know, this movie's like weird, yeah. but they're at least all of age. And I'm like... Actually, I don't know if that's true, and I'm like, yikes! If that's not if that's not what happens, but I had to point it out because I'm like, yes, she is twenty. Now is that him just being like, she's still gonna dress in scantily clad outfits and also pigtails and make her look like a little too young? That happens, you know. They call her baby doll, Aaron. Yeah, they have like the most childish name. It's so weird. I don't like it's, it. It's. I mean, the thing is. I think it's obvious that the film is trying to be commentary on yes. that representation, um, and it's trying to be like a female empowerment it's yeah. fantasy you thing. You gotta give them some credit for that, but... <laughs> it's just, it doesn't actually pull it off in a way to kind of like counteract the way it plays into it. No. And I think... The weird, like, upskirt shots when they're doing flips over stuff, I'm just like... Don't stop. What are you doing? Like, this is weird. Um, the, like, weird amount of, like... Like, again, they're trying to be like, hey, these guys are awful people. But it indulges in it a little too much. Like, the John Hamm scene was not in the original. No? No. When she gets captured, it just cuts right to her getting lobotomized. And I'm like, that's a way better way to do that scene. Because that was the most uncomfortable five... It felt like <laughs> 25 minutes. It felt like a half hour of that scene. So much of this movie just felt like it would not end. I know. I'm like, just, okay, this is so weird. Stop. <laughs> what are you doing? And then, like, making it a... Like... What is that metaphor you're pulling, Zach? That's a weird one. I don't like that. That's the whole movie. That's weird, Zach. I don't like that. I think... I mean, that's one of the weirdest parts of this. And I think that's one of the things that undercuts it the most in terms of being like female, a female empowerment fantasy. Is that your ending of your movie is that the main character gets lobotomized. And that's... And yeah. The, in the lead up to being lobotomized, you just have this weird thing with John Hamm like seducing her by being like, "I'm not like other guys. I actually see your inner value." And you're like, "This is a weird. I would not trust that guy at all." If any person came and gave that long speech about only I see your inner person, I'd be like, "No, get get away from me." He's a Rick and Morty fan, obviously. So yeah. He's got the higher intellect, you know. He, he sees women for the queens that they are. <laughs> but don't you dare turn me down. 
And so then to just have that lead into your lobotomy scene and then have John Hamm in this in the other layer of reality be like, did you see that look in her eye? Uh, it was she weird. wanted the lobotomy. She wanted the lobotomy. And you're like, what? Oh my, it's... It's like, again, I, I, I don't think... It's malicious, but oh my god, there's so much Just misguided, misguided, yeah, horrible things in this movie. I also think it's really weird that this movie does borrow heavily from comic books in its style and and from even like anime and manga and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And the one Asian representation in the entire film gets sidelined to being in mechs and being in the plane. You don't get to go on the ground. Like, what? Like, oh my god. And then is, like, unceremoniously killed in the most, like, weird way possible. Like, what is this, Zach? What are you doing? Oh my god. But this is a movie for grown-ups. You know, that whole thing. Maybe stop making movies for grown-ups who have the mentality of 14-year-old boys who would like this. Like, that's not a grown-up movie at that point. That's an incel movie. (laughs) Anyway, I've talked way too much already. Aaron, say something. (laughs) Um... I... It's just... It's, I think, another thing that makes this film like so monotonous and boring is the fact that all of these fantasy sequences essentially look the same Mm -hmm. you know like he's trying to touch upon so many different genres that he's going from like world war ii zombie he's going to like this fantasy dragon sequence he's going to this space future train sequence and they all are just like mud brown like yeah there's rock landscapes and a mud brown sky and it's it's like why would you bother making these all distinct um like time periods and genres if you're gonna make them look all the same that's not showcasing your skills as a visionary director quote unquote you know Mm -hmm. like give us some color give us some variety or at least maybe make it in a way that it looks like the evolution of the same world instead of the exact same world you know yeah like you could do it saying like oh this is the past of this fantasy world the you know present time and the future of it and have a way where it like looks all connected and similar but that's not the same approach as just making them all the same no it just it very much the action does not work in this movie and it really needed to it very much feels like the Zack Snyder we got at the end of Batman v Superman in that doomsday fight where Mm -hmm. it's all just murky and brown and just hard to tell what's happening at any given moment well not only that the stakes are so hollow too for most of the yeah fights. a lot of weightless cgi yeah um it was not the Zack snyder we got at the end of man of steel which uh, i you know i have a problem with the the philosophical uh kind of conclusions at man of steel but the action scene at the end is yeah, great that's probably the good. best thing Zack snyder's ever directed uh, this movie's so frustrating <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, Oscar Isaac's in it. This is the only time where I have seen Oscar Isaac on screen. I'm like, oh, hey, that's the apocalypse. <laughs> this is the only time they've looked like the same actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, his a lot of his stuff was extended, I think, too, and like his. Okay. The thing is, 
like everything that's extended in this movie is there's a musical sequence near the beginning. That's okay. I thought that, that was added. Was yeah. not in the original. Not and which I don't think so. At least definitely. I, I that was I. I don't think in the original because I would have remembered it then. Right. That was definitely a sequence where I was like, I don't think this uh, was when I originally saw it. Um, but I definitely see why that one was cut because I mm-hmm. think that one was especially cut because Warner Brothers was like, we need to get to a fantasy action sequence sure. a lot sooner because yeah. you're going to have people walking out 15 minutes into your movie. They still don't know what's happening. You're just now that having being this said, musical dance sequence. It's kind of a good scene. Like, it's one of the better moments in the movie. Are you confusing a good scene with Oscar Isaac being a good dancer? Okay, because I think fair. that might be what's going on um, there. It's a good it's. it's it's the best scene in the movie. <laughs> right, because Oscar Isaac right. can dance. Carla Guccino cannot do a Russian accent, but she especially can't do one when she's singing. <laughs> oh my god. That's the thing. It's like every time anything in this movie happens that I'm like, I kind of like that. That's kind of interesting. It's always undercut by like two or three other things. There's like, I don't know. This movie is just. You have a lot of hand waving this episode. This is the this is the audio. Well, I'm trying uh, to keep it appropriate for the family, you know. <laughs> yeah, the family listening to our Zack Snyder uh, sucker punch uh, analysis. You know, um, take your kids to see sucker oh punch. Oh my god, what's Abby Cornish in? That definitely sounds familiar. What is she in? Well, let's see. She's in Limitless. The movie? Or yeah. the TV show? Yeah, <laughs> Probably both. I don't know. Um, Robocop remake. Okay. And uh, would you believe she's in Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Ghoul? I would believe that. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll have to put Legends of the Guardians on my uh, I, my next list. Sure. Uh, just so Just to, uh, you know, meet a Zack Snyder film with another Zack Snyder film. Right. That's fair. Like, it's not a great movie, but it's, like, a solid, like, three, maybe three and a half star movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, solid. Like, not not qualified, like, you know, Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, that's... Dude, this movie. I just, I can't, like... I'm, like, mad that I didn't dislike <laughs> it more as a kid, you know? Like... We were all monsters as children. That's fair, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> well, as we've learned from my old quotes from this show, I obviously hate kids. So. <laughs> yeah, longtime podcast listeners will yeah. know Jacob Lacey doesn't like kids. Dude, we were reading quote. Aaron had quotes written down from the show, and he was reading them to me. I'm like, clearly, I didn't say that. I would remember that. And he's like, No, you said all of these. I'm like, Oh boy. <laughs> I just I was re-listening to our podcast, um, and I just was writing down quotes I thought were really like embarrassing or weird. Like, why did we say that? And like ninety percent of them were Jacob. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's fair. The music. We can talk about the music. The thing is, I think there are the one song I actually really like because they're all covers of popular music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like. All of the songs, there's only one that I'm, like, not sure if I know, but, like, maybe if I heard the original, I would recognize it. They're all, like, good songs. They're all songs I like originally, and the covers, like, mangle the hell out of some of these. (laughs) The Sweet Dreams one, not good. Like, Sweet Dreams, a good 80s song. Everyone who's tried to do it recently, I know people like the Marilyn Manson version, 
it's not good. Sorry. I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. I, like... It's this weird, like, trying to darken up songs that, like, aren't really made for that. And right. it's, like, not that Sweet Dreams is, like, this super upbeat song, but it's, like, trying to go Hot Topic 2004 with them. <laughs> Never go Hot Topic 2004. <laughs> no. no. That's and who Sucker Punch was made for. It really was. Um, but I think the one song that I think is... I won't say a better version, but it's a different version that I respect in its own way, is the Tomorrow Never Knows cover, um, which is a Beatles song, um, and it's on the train sequence, but it's matched with the worst action scene in the whole movie. Oh my god, it's like, we gotta build this runtime up, let's get a couple more slow-mo shots in here. <laughs> and then like, oh my god, it's... <laughs> I just don't understand that if Zach gets... Like there's the old, there's the meme of like subtle symbolism in film and it's the Superman with Jesus in the background and it's like I think that's about as surface level as his writing goes because there's a scene in this the train scene where in the not the real world but world but the fantasy one removed uh, Jenna Malone gets stabbed and so basically on this train where there's a bomb that's gonna blow up a city. She sacrifices herself, but she doesn't sacrifice herself to not have the city blow up. That city's gone, dude. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it wouldn't be a Zack Snyder film if they didn't blow up a I know, major like, metropolitan city. I'm like, you're missing it. Like, th yeah, she... Because in the fantasy one removed, mm -hmm. she sacrifices herself. There's yeah. not really a sacrifice that she makes in the fantasy world. I mean, I guess it's the, uh, the idea that she... I, I, the idea is that she's supposed to be sacrificing herself so they can get away. But, but like, like, that doesn't really she work. She doesn't do anything. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> do anything. And it's just kind of this weird idea that, like... It adds to the hollowness of the action scenes in that mm. there's clearly not supposed to be anyone existing in that world beyond no. our core group. Mm -hmm. And then whatever random uh, mindless villain they're facing oh uh, in the, any given sequence. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing, there's no people in that city. So it really doesn't mean anything when it blows up. No. Um, but they're still going to blow it up because we need that visual for, uh, for a trailer. Yeah. I... Vanessa Hudgens is in it. Is she? Yes. What? She's the the one who gives turns them in. Are you kidding? That's Vanessa Hudgens. The only person in this movie, I, the only two people in this movie I recognized were Oscar Isaac, and again I recognized him as X Men Apocalypse Oscar Isaac, yeah. and not regular Oscar Isaac. <laughs> they're very, two uh, very different they're, people. They're completely different people. I'm I'm entirely convinced one's like his twin brother that really wanted to get into acting, <laughs> and, and that would explain like, hey. that Apocalypse performance. <laughs> Take um, Apocalypse, and then John Hamm showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, why yeah. is John Hamm in, like, the last ten minutes of this movie? And then in the theatrical edition, in one scene. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, so Jenna Malone, you didn't recognize her? I did know Jenna Malone. Okay. But, I mean, it's Jenna Malone. The only thing I know her from is Batman v Superman and Hunger Games. Okay. That's Donnie all. Darko? Oh, yeah, I guess Donnie Come Darko. Come on, now. But that, that was so long ago. Jamie Chung? 
Jamie Chung's one of those what? people I always recognize when I see her, but I never know from what. She's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> oh my. She was in Grown Ups. Was she? Yes. Who's she in Grown Ups? She's, uh, what's his name's daughter? One of the daughters. Oh, God. So this is a Jamie Chung double feature on my list. I hate that Grown Ups is the better film in that double feature. Yeah, I know, right? People are not going to be happy with my, <laughs> my list ranking here. Um, I don't know. There's not really much else to say. I think I at least got out everything I wanted to say. Do you, do you have anything else you want to mention? I... Uh... I don't know. <laughs> I just, I was trying not to, like, uh, when we watch these movies, we, I, we try not to let the other person know what we're thinking about it in the moment. Right. Um, so I was just trying to stifle so much laughter at yeah. so much of the dumb uh, stuff. Oh, I, I couldn't at the scene with the samurai with the chain gun. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, what is this? Um, but there were there would have been so many moments where I was uh, just laughing at how bad it is, and not like in like a fun dumb way. Just like when um, when the guy comes out, he's like, "You got to collect these four items, and there will be a fifth secret one." Yeah. I'm like, "Why is this a movie?" Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely loved his character. I don't know the name of his character. I don't know either. Um, I just know he was the he was like the the guy in Daredevil. That's where I know him from. Um, but I love that his characterization is that he just gives, like, this weird, like, motivational speech before every single one of these fantasy sequences, and then they just make progressive less sense as they go on. And then he always Columbo's their ass, too, and he's like, oh, and one more thing, don't wake the mom, and it's like, ooh, I wonder what that's about. Oh my god. I just, it just feels like there's some, like, weird, like, self-aware, campy movie underneath this, like, trying to break out. Yeah. Where it's just this nonsense uh, advice he's giving. Well, it's um, a thing that Zack Snyder always has an issue with. He takes himself way too seriously. Yeah. Like, I think maybe he could make better movies if he just didn't think of himself as the next coming of Jesus, you know? Like, I don't know. Anyway, his name is Scott Glenn. Um, yeah. The What's actor, his name, his the name in the movie is movie. The Wise Man. Yeah, that's right. Because there's no characters no. in this movie. <laughs> I like, love... It's just a small detail, and it's just like one of the dumbest things ever. It's just... Yeah. It's beautiful that Zach thought of this. It's just like... The way they all come up with their nicknames is like... It's the first thing uh, Oscar Isaac calls them when they come in. It's like, that's your name now. It's like, oh, okay. Female cool. empowerment. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. It's like it tries to be female empowerment, and I'm not a woman, so maybe I can't speak to this. Maybe, you know, I, obviously I don't have a, the best perspective either, but sure. I'm just saying a lot of the time, a lot of the agency is just stripped from them entirely. This person saves them. This person saves them. The only way to save you is I got to get lobotomized. <laughs> like, what? Maybe all of them live and they don't get unceremoniously killed in the most, like, malicious way ever just a question you know just a thought maybe maybe or maybe you could have something where um she saves i don't remember the, the other person's name the person sweet that pea. does a sweet pea she saves sweet pea and then somehow sweet pea is the one that saves her before like she's lobotomized yeah. or something but yeah this is the thing there's no like you're like oh clearly the movie's not gonna end with her 
getting lobotomized. Right. That's how it ends. Because it's so weird to, like, introduce this, like, self-sacrifice thing, but, mm. like, have the reason for that, like, exist in just the previous scene. Like, we know nothing about these characters. No. Throughout the entire movie. And then as soon as uh, Jenna Malone dies, she's like, say, go talk to our mom yeah. for us or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, that's who they are. That's their relationship. And then that becomes, like, like, the, the entire finale is, like, dependent on that relationship we just learned about in yeah. one sentence ten minutes ago. <laughs> For being the extended edition, they don't extend anything that matters in this movie. I don't know. I, I have nothing else to say about this movie. I, I'm sad that I watched it again, <laughs> Hopefully none of you are like, oh, they're watching Sucker Punch next week. I guess I'll hop on that. Because, my God, this movie's atrocious. Do you want to rank it? It's last. It's it's last, It's yeah. honestly, it's below Crimes of, Grin of Grindelwald, because at least that one's, like, it's always bad, but it's always, like, engagingly bad. Yes. Whereas this movie's just boring bad. <laughs> yes. And, like, say what you will about Fantastic Beasts 2, it's never, like... I keep saying oppressive, but maybe that's not the right word. It's just, like the worst thing ever to watch. You're just like, <laughs> I feel so bad watching this. Like, I, it's, and God, maybe that's what he was going for. Maybe I'm just the idiot. I don't know. <laughs> Not big brain enough for Zack Snyder. I, I, uh, I think that's really uh, the conclusion of this podcast. That's our, uh, I guarantee. We're, just, we're not smart enough. Or we're not grown up enough to yeah. appreciate his true cinematic vision. I guarantee I had some of my points come across incorrectly in this podcast because I was so flustered about them. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'd say we could forgive you, but where's that forgiveness for Zack Snyder? Mm, yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, Zack Snyder fans, I'm not saying he's the worst person on Earth. I'm just saying maybe there's some issues he should work through some things he needs to reconcile you know just a, just a point people can be better anyway it's last um yeah both lists i mean my list and the combined list right i didn't think anything was going to go below robin rocky Man. horror oh rocky horror oh is rocky horror at the bottom of robin hood man tights no. was Rocky Horror is another one that I'm just like, this is, like, offensively bad to me. So I think, not that I'm saying Sucker Punch and Rocky Horror are on the same level. But I am saying that. Okay, moving on. Wow. Uh, so next week, yeah. or I guess, yeah, I guess next week at this point. Uh, is we're it watching... next week? I mean, uh, who knows? We're just whenever the next down. podcast comes out. Uh, we might start ramping this up a little bit more. We'll yeah. see. It depends on what our schedules are like. Right. Um, but I think both of us just kind of want to get um, through the list faster so yes. that we can get new lists out. Yeah. <laughs> like, this will never end. No, but that's there's true. there's just ones we're more excited to God, get to. God, they thought they were going to get out of here with alive, not watching Suck-A-Bunch. <laughs> They're wrong. <laughs> My God, are they wrong. <laughs> Um, you can give it a like, though, right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, not I didn't like a single scene in this movie. This isn't even like Lazarus Effect, where I could pick out like mm -hmm. three moments in this movie. I'm like, these are great moments. And these my are God. these are five stars in a like uh, moment. Lazarus Effect is, thank God, short. <laughs> like, 
This movie's so long. You're the one that wanted to watch the extended cut. But at least I got a new outlook on it. And mm. what do you know? I hate it now. <laughs> I disliked it before. I hate it now. So Remember how um, Justice League's going to be four hours now? God, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aaron, yeah. uh, next week, or next episode, next what are we looking episode, at from your list? Um, we're still kind of tying these into upcoming movies, um, because uh, we don't know what the schedule is, but that's how we've always been picking them. Um, so, I guess, looking at what's coming out soon, Bill and Ted Face the Music and Tenant both have like, time stuff going on. I don't think Tenet's supposed to be strictly time travel. It's Christopher Nolan, like, weird, like, you know, mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> he loves time. I mean, if that's one thing we know from his... Uh... I just mean he's always, like, trying to pretentiously describe his movies in a way that uh, acts like they're not, like, regular movies, right. you know? Like, Wasn't he describing it as a romance, a romance film? I don't know. <laughs> that's, I think that's how he was describing it when he first pitched Tenet. Which is weird, because romance is the thing, like, everyone knocks Nolan for. Yeah, he's not good at it. <laughs> um, but because those movies are coming out, doing time stuff, we're going to look at a time stuff movie uh, from my list. Uh, we're going to look at Predestination. Which is... Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about it. And that's really the only way to watch it. Perfect. <laughs> well, guys, join us next time. When we look at predestination, uh, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find me at. Well, let's start with there. You know, I'm not trying to be selfish. Mm. You can find well. him at myhighestopinion.com. He's it's a lesson learned from Sucker Punch. Sometimes yeah. you gotta sacrifice, sacrifice, make the sacrifice. Sometimes play, we uh, need the lobotomy if we're trying to get sweet pea out of here. <laughs> That was awful. <laughs> anyway, if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at myhonestopinion.com. Mm -hmm. And you can, of course, find him at uh, Honest Opinion on Letterboxd and Honest Opinion on Twitter, right? Yep. Yes, perfect. And if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter, Jake Lace on Letterboxd, um, where I write reviews on there. So, guys, join us next time. <laughs> It's so ingrained in me to say week. Join us next time when we talk about predestination and, of course, the one, the only, wise man. It's a, it's a spin on your bye-bye, man. That man. doesn't work. <laughs> the wise, wise man. Does that work better? No.